Good morning, people. Surprise, surprise, okay? It's Friday. And I know what you're saying. You're like, girl, it's not Monday. Doesn't a new episode of the podcast come out on Mondays? It does, typically, and it will, okay? You guys are still going to get a new episode August 30th. But guess what? I decided to give you a new episode today. (laughs) I decided to switch things up just a little bit. And the reason why I decided to switch things up is because dot, dot, dot. You'll find out Monday. Anyway, (laughs) this is episode number 13 of Familiar Hearts. We're almost at the end, you guys. We are literally almost there. And what a interesting I don't know unexpected journey this has been um because I just can't ever believe that we have gotten as far as we have gotten nevertheless we're there I have had such a good time talking to you guys and I decided just to do a little impromptu episode today because now that we're nearing the end of the podcast I wanted it to end on a specific day for a specific reason And, you know, I just wanted to throw a little, you know, a little surprise session out there to you guys. So it's Friday. How has your week been going? Can I be honest with you guys and tell you that this week has been super long? Like, it hasn't been bad. It's been a good week. Okay, so let me just throw that out there. It has been a productive one. But it has just seemed really monotonous and just really long this week. Like, my to-do list just never seemed ending like once I completed one thing I completed another and I'm not complaining because of course I live a good life you know I have my life coaching which is my purpose business and which is why God put me on this earth but I got my regular job too okay my regular quote quote nine to five job as an HR manager so you know that job I have the autonomy to create my schedule how I want to for the most part um you know I can work at my own pace as long as you know my job is being fulfilled and things are being done but it's still even with all of that like great benefits to working from home and being a manager I still feel just I don't know this week was tedious (laughs) but anyway nevertheless the good news is is that it's Friday and we all made it now it's some of you who are gonna have to work tomorrow Okay, and that's okay. You got to do what you got to do. You got bills, you got mortgages, you got rent, you got kids, you got car note, you got to work. If you got to work on Saturday, that's just what you got to do. But for the majority of us, this is the end of the road. (laughs) We are hanging up the towel until Monday. Okay, it's some of y'all going into work today. Already said when y'all got out the bed this morning, no, I ain't gonna really do too much today, man. Like I'm just gonna ride it out. And I feel you. I am not not mad at that at all. So this episode is really important to me. And I kind of toggled back and forth between when I actually wanted to do this episode. I initially was like, "Mm, maybe this should be a holiday episode. Maybe I should do this around Thanksgiving or around Christmas and wait, right? Then I was like, "Uh, maybe I should do it, I don't know, in two weeks. Like I was going back and forth and I was like, you know what, girl? There is no better time than the present. 
So for the past two weeks, we had kind of been talking about heavy topics about depression and about anxiety. And you know, as much as I love to inform you guys and give you a new perspective, sometimes I just really want to love you guys. I just want to inspire you. I just want to speak life into you. And I just want to make you feel all good and warm and tingly inside. Okay. I don't always want to talk about the hard stuff. With that being said, this episode of the podcast is called Home Is. And of course, you see the title Home Is. And I know you're wondering, like, girl, what are you talking about Home Is? So this is one of those warm and bubbly episodes, okay? So you don't have any homework. (laughs) You don't have to pull out your pen and paper. You don't have to take notes. Of course, I'm going to ask you guys questions because that's just a part of like communicating, right? But if not going to be any questions, you have to answer and think about, you know, it's just, just a little... I don't know, just a little conversation to keep it going. But I really wanted to talk about the idea centered around home. So quite a few years ago, probably like back in 2017, I was beginning my journey of evolution. I was beginning my journey of like healing my life from all of the hurts, all of the pains, all of the bad decisions and choices that I made that I felt like aided to my life not being in a good position. And as I was, you know, doing this work, getting into my healing and all of that, I came across uh, a video, um, one of the many inspirational videos that I have watched and that has been a guide to my life. And during this particular interview, it's kind of like a women's conference. And during this conference, the speaker brought up the idea of home. And she said, where's your home? And, you know, immediately when she said home, I was like, Georgia, <laughs> Georgia, my home, you know, that's why I reside. She was like, no, no. Like, where is your home? And I'm just like, OK, obviously she means something a little different than what I'm originally thinking of. And she went on to explain that the concept of home is where you feel good at, where you feel safe at. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I feel like, you know, when you ask somebody where their home is, the first thing that I thought of when, you know, I was looking at that video and she asked that, it's probably the same thing that you guys think of. Like we think of a geographical location. We think of a state, Georgia, Florida, you know, wherever you're from, you might think of a physical address of your home. You know, I stay on Peachtree, <laughs> Maypop Lane, you know, I stay on whatever circle drive road. We may think of the town that we're from. I'm from a little town in Georgia, little Eastman, Georgia, honey. You might think of that. You might think of wherever it is you're from. Um, whatever it is, we usually think about a structure or we think about where our family is. Like some people, we may live in Georgia, but our family is in Florida. So when we think about home, we think about Florida because that's where our family is. So usually when we do think of home, we think of those things. But, you know, she brought the idea that that is not an intrinsic personal definition of where home is. So you know me being the researcher that I am, I went straight to Google. I didn't I didn't even walk. I ran to Google <laughs> to look up the definition of home and you know, oh man, it was so many different kinds of definitions of home. First of all, I realized that not only is home a noun, but it's an adjective, it's an adverb, it's something else. another definition of it but it can represent so many different things um and to just you know continue off what she said home is the place where you feel safe 
It's the place where you feel love. It's the place where you feel encouragement. It is the place where you feel relatability, where you feel free of judgment. Home is the place where you go when life has beat you up and you need a source of support and you need a source of rejuvenation and place where you need healing. It's the place where you go for that. It's the place where you can be yourself and you don't have to pretend to be okay. It's the place where you can show all of your scars and you don't have to cover it up or you don't have to wear a mask. Home is literally a place where you can simply just be. And you're not required to be any more than what you are. You are going to be loved in that place. And then you're going to be challenged to be better. So that can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people, right? So the main question of this episode of the podcast is where is your home? Where is that for you? I wanted to take this opportunity in the episode to, you know, I always like to speak to a few different people, right? Because we're not always going through the same things in life. And some of us had experienced something different. So I want to talk to the people who have found home with family. I want to talk to the people who have found home outside of family. And then I also want to speak to the people who don't have a home. So I'm going to be talking to all three of you all. And hopefully, while you're listening to this podcast, you can identify and find yourself somewhere in here. So, you know, number one, when it comes to the idea of home with family, I think family is one of the things that God has done a phenomenal job of blessing us with. And when I'm talking about family in this specific instance, I'm just talking about, you know, blood family. Um, Some of us have been, I don't know, man, just really honored with having a loving and supporting, you know, encouraging family. And that's amazing. I actually have a few friends um, that they just have freaking great families. It doesn't matter what they're going through in life. It doesn't matter what crazy thing happens to them. They call their mom or they call their dad or they call their family and they either show up like they are there within a few hours or within a few minutes Or they can pick up the phone and call their mom and just get the best advice. And they know that no matter what happens to them, they can go home. Or you can go home to Nana. You can get you some sweet potato pie. (laughs) You can get you some sweet tea and a hug. You know, you can just go home. And I think that's so beautiful because that's the image that is typically put out into the world. Okay, for my, you know, friends or family or for my people who have children who have left home, you got young adults, okay? You always tell your young adults, even if they're 24, they could be 45, what does a good parent, a good family member always say to their child or to their grandchild or to their cousin? They say, no matter what happens, you can always come back home. And that's so beautiful because that's what home is about, is about coming to that place of love and shelter, right? So then there's a second group of people um, who I kind of understand a little bit more is they're the ones that 
you can't necessarily go to your family because you don't come from that environment. And that's okay. I think a lot of times, a lot of us feel that if we don't have that kind of supporting and loving family, that we're just left out and we're left without a home. But the true definition, you know, is that you can actually create a home with the people in your life. Sometimes your friends become like family and they're your home. Sometimes, you know, you find a home with your coworkers, like your coworkers become like family. So the good thing about that is that even if you don't have the type of family that is supportive, that's loving, that's judgment free, if you can't share your secrets, if the world beats you up, you can't go back home to get that kind of re-energized, um, supportive environment that you need, you actually have the ability to create that with the people around you. You don't have to have a tribe of five or six people. <laughs> you don't even have to have three or four. Okay. You can literally just have one or two and that can be your sense of home. So, you know, the good thing about that is as opposed to family that I think is a great thing is you actually get to actively participate in picking these people. Now, we all know when it comes to family, Lord knows you cannot choose your family. Whoever you got, whatever cards <laughs> have been, you know, given to you, you just got to work with it, right? But when it comes to actually picking people that you're choosing to be in relationship with, you have active participation in that. You have say so. So you can select people to be around you, to be friends with, that actually speak life to you in a way that betters you, that edifies you, right? And if you're a good person, then you're going to make sure that you have the same thing in return to them, that you actually add value to their life and you speak life into them and you edify them as well. So you can create your home with other people and other people can create a home with you. So those are the second groups of people. The third group of people are a group of people that I have been in that I understand and probably the ones that I'm going to be speaking to the most today because you are the group of people that you really feel alone. You don't have supportive family. Um, you don't have anybody you can really call when you're going through anything. If life beats you up, there's nobody to come and lick your wounds, to come bandage you up, to come love on you and tell you that everything's going to be better. You're literally like a team of one and you are a lone wolf out here dealing with the stresses and the anxieties of life. You people, I want to tell you from my own personal experience, that you can become your own home. And here's what I mean. You know, like I just said, sometimes in life, we are not gifted with the type of family that we can come bring our trials and tribulations to. Now, speaking from my own personal experience, my family, they, they are decent family. They're, they're pretty good, you know, but there are certain things that I know I just can't bring to them. My mom deals with anxiety. She has anxiety super bad. So I can't bring an big issue or something big to her because she's going to be freaking out about it and she's going to internalize it. So there's no talking to her about bad things in life. <laughs> I learned that from a very early age. As far as other members in my family go, love my Nana to death, but I already know whatever business I tell her is going to be spread through the whole family. So you can't really share, you know, 
the deep pieces of your hearts with her. So at one point in time, I definitely feel like, like, dang, you know, if I can't share, you know, those moments of life when life is really heavy, excuse me, with the people that I love, then who can I share it with? So then, you know, I turned to friends. I was like, okay, I can build my circle of friends. But, you know, sometimes in life you realize your friends really ain't your friends and they're your only friends when they feel like they can get something out of you. Or you realize they're only your friends when you're really going through something bad in life and they enjoy seeing you go through something bad. Um, So, you know, they're not really there for you out of the support, love and concern and for your best interest, but they're really, you know, find comfort in the fact that you're just not doing well right now or you're really going through something. So, you know, I went through a season of my life back in 2019 where it was just really rough. Like, I was like, oh, my God, like, I feel like I don't have anybody. And it was a lot of times that I prayed to God and I was just like, I guess all I got is you, you know, and I said it in that way. But the truth of the matter is that sometimes God is the only thing that you have. And him being the only thing that you have is really the only thing that you need. And I want to be very careful in how I say this because I don't want to dismiss anyone, but I also want people to realize the importance of finding home in God first because he should be like your beginning and your end anyway. And I feel like sometimes we put a little too much on humans to lift us up when sometimes we should look for God to do that. And whenever we put more into humans than we do into God, then we are bound to be disappointed, right? So I felt like at that period of life, of course, in hindsight, after it was all over, that really God really had to strip everything around me anyway, because I had way too much faith and too reliance in people as opposed to having it in God first. Now, I will pick back up the conversation and say that when you don't have friends and family and you just have God, that's when you learn to find home in him. And then based off you finding home in him, you end up finding it in yourself. So I know what you're thinking. You're like, okay, Amanda, you talking about finding home in God, finding home in yourself, girl, which, how do I do that? How do I find home in God? Well, the first thing that I like to do is I think a lot of times when we go to God, we like to ask, okay, ask and you will receive. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, But I really believe in stillness. I really believe in the scripture when it says, peace, be still. And I think that sometimes you just have to get to a quiet place. You have to get to a place of stillness and you have to sit with him. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. You don't need to ask for anything. You don't need to comment on anything. You just need to sit and just be still. And I think that in that stillness is where you can feel God's love and warmness the most. You ever had a situation where you're just really, really, really busy at life, like you're on the go all the time, all the time, all the time, like you always got something to do. You always got a to-do list. You go from one thing to the next and then something crazy happens. And when I say something crazy, I mean like you break a leg, 
your hours get cut at work. <laughs> that thing that you plan to do got canceled. And you find yourself like sitting at home and you just realize that you ain't got nothing to do and you're kind of going stir crazy because you're always used to doing something. But as you literally sit and you rest, probably like, I don't know, maybe it could be a few hours or maybe it could be 24 hours. But after you take that moment of stillness, you realize that, oh, wow, I was tired. I got to rest. Or you realize I really needed that moment to do nothing. That's how it is when you actually take a moment and you sit with God and you be still with him. It may seem like really crazy at first, but after you take a moment and you sit with him and just be still, you realize so much more in that moment. And the one thing that I realized whenever I went through, you know, that situation where I just didn't feel like I had anybody is that when I actually took the time and that I sat with God and I had a moment with him. I realized that, like I said, he was all that I needed. I realized that there has never been any bad situation that I went through in life where it didn't work out for the greater good. It might look real rough, real scary right then, but God was always with me. He always got me through. So this feeling of loneliness that I had, this feeling of being alone and not having anybody and not having a loving and supportive um, support system, it was okay because he was what I needed. And he was always there and he never left. So that's how you actually let God be your all. And, you know, you let him become your place of home. Now, piggybacking from that, once you learn to let him become your place of home, you learn to become home within yourself. You learn to become the things that you need. So a long time ago, I read this book called The Five Habits of a Woman Who Never Quits. And I cannot pronounce her name well. I think her name is Nikki Koziarts. Don't quote me. I'm going to put it in the um in the caption of this post when I post it on social media that this episode is out. However, the one of the five habits was of a woman who never quits is she becomes the thing that she needs. So what I always say to people, and this is specifically for my people who don't have those kind of support systems, is that the thing that you need the most from people is oftentimes the things that you need to give yourself the most. Like if I'm in a situation where I feel like really needy, like I need a lot of love and a lot of attention and I'm not able to get it from the people that I want it from. <laughs> the first thing I do is I look in the mirror and I go, Amanda, um, what kind of attention and love do you need to give yourself right now? And I'm like, ooh, I hadn't done yoga today. I hadn't wrote in my journal today. I haven't done my skincare routine today. Like it's so many things that I said I was going to do. I haven't worked out that I needed to do that. If I actually take the time to do those things, then I realize that I'm a lot less needy from needing those things from other people. And that's really what sense of home is like when you have to become home for yourself, everything that you want for other people from other people you have to learn to give yourself if you need love and support then you become your love and support now this may sound a little crazy okay this may sound a real therapist 
<laughs> what I'm about to say. But sometimes you just wish you had somebody in your life to encourage you and to motivate you. Sometimes you just wish you had somebody in your life to speak good things um, on you, to, to say things that make you feel better. So what you can do is you can actually get you a little journal and you can write letters to yourself. You can write letters to yourself telling yourself everything you wish somebody would say to you right then and right there in the moment. And I know, like I said, it sounds therapy, but it really works. One thing that I have learned in therapy is that doing the exercise of like speaking to our younger self (laughs) or speaking to ourselves when we went through a particular situation is actually really therapeutic to healing. It's actually really therapeutic to giving ourselves what we need. Like my therapist told me one time, she was like, what would you say to your 19 year old self? And man, did I have a long letter for that version of myself, things that I did know that if I could see the future, I would have t- that I, I, I would have known back then. I mean, I had such a good letter to her that if I was me reading that letter at 19, I would have made so many different choices and it really helped. So take a write a letter to yourself, write in your journal, tell yourself the things that you wish somebody else could tell you. If you need to be re-energized, but you don't have a family to go to or a group of friends to go to to re-energize you, then take a re-energizing trip right outside of Atlanta, maybe like 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes is Sugar Creek. Sugar Creek has like a beautiful little river, a little waterfall attached to it. Go sit out there on the rocks and look at the water. (laughs) You know, let that be a place of tranquility and peace for you. Re-energize yourself. You know what I'm saying? You have to become the thing that you need if you can't get what you need from other people, if you can't get what you need from outside sources. You know, go to God first. And then, of course, go to yourself And learn to give yourself what you need in that moment. Because that's going to make all the difference. And the crazy thing about that, which is a little bit off topic. However, is that once you learn to become those things that you need. It actually takes away the codependency from your friends and from your family. Can I just be real for a minute? Can I just say something? Can I say that sometimes we just ask the people around us for way too much? (laughs) We do. You know, sometimes we ask the people around us to be there for us in ways that I don't want to say are irrational, but I will say that are, they can be very demanding. And here's the thing about it is that all of us are going through things. You know, all of us are fighting different battles that some of them are seen, some of them are unseen, but everybody's going through something. And sometimes it is very human and very selfish of us to be going through things at a very specific moment 
And when we reach out to other people and we want them to help us with that moment, we feel a ways if they cannot give us 100% of themselves or if they don't have time or they don't seem present in the moment. You know, we get mad and we feel like don't nobody got our back and everybody is against us and I ain't got nobody. No, it's not the fact that you don't have anybody and everybody's against you. It's just the fact that the person you're asking from could be fighting a battle that you don't even know about. And because they're not able to really help you in that moment you done got all in your feelings okay you done got all in your little brain and now you over here on facebook and instagram making posts talking about keep the real ones with you everybody fake (laughs) but everybody's not fake everybody's just going through something so sometimes we can go look for home and people but the truth is they need a home and we have to be like very understanding and very rational about the fact and aware that everybody's in need of something and we can't be everything to everyone all the time because if we're everything to everyone all the time then who are we to ourselves even a percent of the time you know so that's just my little two cents about home you know that I wanted to talk with you guys about on this Friday see I told you you didn't have any homework (laughs) <laughs> I know y'all didn't believe me, but yeah, you don't have any homework this episode. And you're not going to have any uh, homework for Monday's episode either. So you're good to go. I just wanted you guys to kind of think about home. So whether you are somebody that can go to a loving family and you can get the support that you need, whether you're somebody who doesn't have um, a biological family and you have made up your family from your friends, your coworkers, your schoolmates or whatever, or whether you're somebody, you just, you're a long wolf. You don't have anybody. It's just you and God out here rocking. No matter what situation you are in, my prayer and hope for you is that you actually have home within yourself and you find it with God and that no matter where you are, or who you're around, you can have that sense of safety. You can have that sense of love. You can have that sense of support, that non-judgment, no criticism. You can have the thing that you need in that moment to thrive. So can I ask you to do something that's really, really corny? <laughs> It's corny. I know. I hate to ask you to do this, but it's going to make you feel better. I promise. It's going to seem strange, but it's going to make you feel better. I want you to hug yourself. Yep, you heard me right. I want you to just take your arms and just hug yourself. And I don't want you to stand there all stiff hugging yourself. I want you to rock side to side like like you would give a hug for like an old church lady or like your grandmama or like your auntie. Like I want you to hug yourself and I just want you to rock for like five seconds. And you know, when you hug somebody, you go, mm, give yourself a little mm while you're hugging yourself. <laughs> love on you okay all right that's it that's enough you got the point you did it thank you thank you for loving on yourself and I'm sure yourself thanks you too sometimes you just gotta hug yourself and tell yourself I am my home you know makes you feel better 
So we are at the end of the podcast episode and you know what that means. It is time for our mantra. So we're going to plant our feet on the floor. We're going to put our hands on our knees facing upward to the universe, to God, um, to whatever spiritual being that you subscribe to. It ain't no judgment here. Um, And you're just going to take a minute. Just, I don't know. I want you to take like 10 seconds of silence. And after those 10 seconds are up, I want you to repeat our mantra. And our mantra for today, which is our mantra for every day, is today I know different. So today I choose different. Today I know different. So today I choose different. Oh, man, I love you guys so much. I hope that you all have an amazing weekend. Okay, you get some R&R. If you feel like turning up, you turn up. You get some family time in. Spend some time with the kids. Spend some time with your boo thing, your true thing. Whatever it is you got planned to do. But I hope you all have a successful weekend. And when I say successful, I mean successful in rest and leisure, leisure time. And I will talk to you guys on Monday as regularly planned. All right. I love you guys. Take care.